Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful, kindle in them the fire of your love, and let them be ever mindful of not being in want. Amen. Welcome to Mid-Lent. Today marks the halfway point. Easter is three weeks away, and we begin to see some signs of it in the addition of a few floral buds among our stark Lenten sticks and twigs. Our focus today, though, remains the same. Our scripture readings continue to draw us closer into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ by focusing on how Jesus continues to show us how he is doing the work of God. We just heard the story of the blind man's sight being restored. The biblical metaphor for blindness connects to a lack of truth being told. It's about people not recognizing and believing who Jesus is. Recall that as Jesus is walking along, his disciples ask him how the blind man was born blind. He explains that no one's sin caused the blindness, but that he was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. Now we can presume the man is within earshot of Jesus, and he heard Jesus' explanation of his blindness and its purpose. Because what we're told next is that Jesus has made a paste of mud and dirt from his saliva and has spread it into the man's eyes. Notice that the man hasn't said anything yet. He has heard Jesus' voice, but most likely he didn't know who Jesus was and he certainly hadn't asked to have his eyesight restored. Something in Jesus' presence and his words caused the blind man to go along. He washes off the paste, and he is able to see. As the man can now see, he explains what happened to him. He does not hesitate to speak the truth and to name Jesus as the one who has healed him. This is where God's work is being done. The man whose sight has been restored is the only one to speak the truth as to who Jesus is. Even when the crowd brings the man to the Pharisees, he continues to speak the truth, while others, including his parents, begin to withdraw out of fear that they are going to be cast out of the synagogue. The Pharisees still don't get it because they cannot recognize, accept, acknowledge, and believe in Jesus. They remain blind. They are unable to speak the truth. In our 21st century, I think our blindness is multifaceted. How difficult is it for us to profess how God is working in our lives through events and circumstances that are not necessarily of our choosing. 
And when circumstances are such that we are aware we don't always get to choose what happens in our lives, it's particularly difficult to accept the hand we're dealt. But while we're asking the why me question, we should just as readily turn the question around and ask for insights and understanding into all the blessings that have been rained down upon us. How are we to best put our gifts to use for the glory of God? Don't God's gifts also speak loudly to us about God's works? How does the manner in which we conduct our lives glorify God? How blind are we to how God is working in our lives? Or do people see the truth in us? In our Old Testament reading from 1 Samuel, we hear how the Lord does not see as mortals see. Again, we are reminded of how we can be blind to the truth God wants us to see and how we need to open our eyes, really open our eyes, so that we see beyond the physical world that we encounter. We seem to spend the majority of our lives kind of living on the surface. Too much of the time when we look at others, we make snap judgments based on their appearance. The same judgments are being made by Samuel in today's readings. In 1 Samuel, we hear that the Lord wasn't pleased with Samuel's choice of a king. He says to Samuel, how long are you going to grieve over Saul? The Lord rejected Saul as the next king. And the Lord tells Samuel that he, the Lord, has chosen another king from among Jesse's sons. But it's up to Samuel to go and find out which of the sons who is going to be the next king. Now, why the Lord doesn't ask Samuel to inquire about Jesse's daughters as candidates to be queen, we don't know. That's a discussion for another day. But as Samuel begins to run through seven of Samuel's sons, choosing at first on the basis of good looks, the Lord says to him, the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Finally, Samuel inquires if there are any more sons, and Jesse names the youngest one, and the one who cannot be seen because he's absent, and the one who is performing the duties of a shepherd. This is the one God has chosen. And that, of course, turns out to be David. Apparently, David is also blessed With good looks. David seems to have it all. Too bad as a mere mortal, we later learn how he managed to squander it. But that's another story also. Thus far, our readings have spoken of blindness to the truth and how our superficial sight can be. If all of this seems too much for mid Lent, let us take solace in Psalm 23. And I'm sure many of us have memorized Psalm 23 from the time we were very small. The image of the shepherd in the newly anointed King David in 1 Samuel is again seen in this best-known psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There are royal connotations in the meaning of shepherd as a leader 
and a protector, both in 1 Samuel and where David is the shepherd boy. The rod and the staff, of course, are symbols of this office. Often when we think of this psalm, we think of it being recited as part of a a funeral service, as it may be read uh, as a final resting place. But a lack of fear is also echoed in this psalm. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Recall how the blind man did not fear speaking the truth in our gospel, but bravely spoke up to the authorities. So if you're needing a break today in mid-Lent, this is the perfect psalm for solace, refreshment, protection, and renewal for eternity. We never will be lacking for anything while under the care and love of God. This is also a song of trust and confidence, one that gives us a voice to distress and the hope for the provision of deliverance. So as we hear so beautifully in this poetry, our journey with God is just that. It's a journey, and God is always the leader. Throughout everything we do in our day-to-day lives, we must always remember to take time to stop, get our priorities straight. No matter our circumstances, God is in the midst of what is happening, and whomever we are and whatever we're doing, we may rest assured that God desires it all to be put to good use in working out God's purposes. Finally, let us continue our quest to live a holy Lent for these remaining three weeks. With the grounding of this week's scripture, let us be mindful of being the truth as we know Jesus to be. And to remember that the Lord doesn't see as mortals see. And Psalm 23 reminds us again that the Lord is our shepherd. We shall never be in want. Amen.